Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey guys, I want to talk quickly about PRs, personal records or PBs, personal bests, when we are using analytical tools like WKO or Golden Cheetah or Intervals.ICU. We all know, we've talked about this on this channel a lot, that one-off efforts do not necessarily correlate to a bike racing performance. That's pretty understandable. If you're new to racing or new to training, the quickest way to explain it is, let's say you go out and can drop a massive watt bomb one time, you look at the power profile and it tells you, hey, you're a cat three or a cat two or whatever it is. It's a good ballpark, but that one-off effort, what if you go and do the second one and your watts are much, much lower? Now, remember in a bike race, there's going to be a lot of hard efforts until that one or two or three, whatever the big move is that gets you in the break, that gets you the win, that then you sprint for the win. You're never completely fresh in doing that. So just be careful of gauging progress by one effort. And you'll even hear certain coaches, while I do use 20-minute tests and 25-minute tests, you know, getting the test on the exact right day for an athlete is not always the easiest thing. And some days you might not feel good. Maybe the next day you would have done a little bit better. But again, it gets you in the ballpark. You can get a feeling for where you're at. So I think a 20-minute test is good but it's not the end-all be-all. When we're looking at PRs, there's always talk about this, and I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on looking at PRs because I think hitting PRs are important, but the time windows are not always the most intuitive, I guess is the word I would look for. Think of it this way. What happens on January 1st? We all laugh at this. We come back from a ride, and what does Training Peaks tell you? Congratulations, you set a season PR for literally everything because you have one ride in the season, every duration is a PR. Now you train and you train, you train, you start to come through a build phase and it's like, oh man, I just set a five-minute season PR. Well, because it's the first hard five-minute effort that you've done. So that PR is kind of useless. If you got in the nitty-gritty, you could break up your training into, say, preseason, then the race season, and then postseason, and start comparing numbers then. Like, what's my numbers? Maybe if you live in the north, 
January through March. And then what's April through August or even maybe April and May are early races. And then June, July, August is race season numbers and then fall numbers. But I think it's also interesting and a good thing to keep track of is I think that 90 days is a generic one that's uh, kind of in the template of WKO. But other ones that I always like to see is past 365 days, but even also past 1,095 days, past three years, past full calendar year. Why is that? Excuse me. So that when I'm in April and I'm looking at some numbers, the yearly numbers don't really tell me as much, but the past 365, now I see April, but I'm also able to see that compared to last May, June, July, other months where you were ripping. So if I see that over the past 90 days, I've set a PR, it's like, okay, great to see that. And then I'm still happy if, hey, you were 95% to a PR, that's awesome because it's only April and my biggest race is not until June. I don't need to see those huge numbers just yet. And I, I might not even want to. It depends. You know, I where I'm coming from when I record some of these um, short podcasts about my own training, you have to remember that there are two races that I care about, amateur nationals and masters nationals. That's because I've gone through what a lot of the athletes that I'm speaking to are going through now, trying to upgrade to Cat 4, then to Cat 3, then to Cat 2, then to Cat 1, and then to win as a Cat 1. Remember, And that's that could be a podcast in itself. Don't forget, when you get the Cat 1 license, the mission has just begun. You now want to be an athlete that wins as a Cat 1. For some reason, there's this, I got my Cat 1, I'm done. No, that that's when you're probably still maybe a little bit of pack fodder and you want to get the W's. You want to, you know, be able to put something forward for your team. You want to contribute to the team's goals. So I, I've had friends that have gotten a cat one and thought their poop didn't stink anymore. It's like, no man, this is when, this is when you should start getting real serious. You've shown that you can get to that level, but I'm digressing. So I think having that bigger window helps. And then, you know, when you're in August, let's say, obviously, you've now gone through build phases, you've hit a lot of big races, maybe your biggest race is like Green Mountain. So if Green Mountain over Labor Day is your biggest race in August, you're starting to hit big numbers. At that point, you could probably use season PRs. But really up until then, do season PRs matter that much? I would give it much less weight than the past 365 PR. And then the granddaddy past three years. I I think that the three-year window is pretty wild because if you go back even farther, I would be surprised if you weren't crushing most PRs like after four years of training. Hopefully you've gotten better um, unless you had to dramatically shift training or I'm trying to think of cases where that wouldn't be true. But over the past 1095, it's a really big window. The one caveat is make sure you're comparing power. If it's not the same power meter, the numbers might be slightly off. So, you know, if you're within a few watts, let's say you're, even if it was, say, I don't know, uh, a two-minute effort, a three-minute effort, if you're within 10 watts, like remember that there's a little bit of uh, up to 2% of, waver in these numbers here so 
even if you don't see, even if WKO doesn't say you got the PR, if you're pretty damn close, that's good. If you got better than that, that's even better, obviously. But, you know, maybe I, I think sometimes the RPE of the effort is even more uh, indicative of how much you've progressed. I was actually talking to Tom about this. Of I remember first training in 450 was the VO2 max. And I remember telling myself, if I have to go over 450, it's really starting to hurt. And now I'm doing climbs, 10-minute efforts around 450, and hopefully one day break 20 minutes at 450. I'm at 440, 437, or 439. I can't remember last year. But having these long climbs here in North Carolina, which I've never had in my life, it's a different type of putting out watts. Uh, it's pretty crazy being able to climb and just consistently put out power where you're not fighting the speed and rolling undulations. It's it's awesome. So anyways, with all that said, PRs are great. Go for PRs. Remember that PRs, especially one-off PRs, are not indicative of your race performance. And that could be and is in older podcasts, repeatability is important. Find your PR and then be able to go do that at, let's say, 95%. A few times, five times, six times, depends on what effort we're talking. If we're talking 20-minute power, maybe you can do it three or four times, four times if you're really good, maybe more of a time trialist. If it's VO2 max power, maybe six times. If it's anaerobic power, like a, I don't know, let's call it a 90-second effort, that really is going to depend on the athlete. How big is your uh, capacity to create power anaerobically. It's such a big number that I don't think 95% is going to be repeatable as long, but maybe 90%. And I'm thinking of somebody, say somebody does, say an athlete does 600 Watts for 90 seconds. 90% of that is 540. I think that'd be pretty good to repeat. Um, generalizations here. It definitely depends on the athlete, what their goals are, but just to set out some marks of repetition. So either way, don't let the PRs sway you one way or the other. Keep training hard. And yeah, take note of your RP on these efforts. I think it's beneficial. Good luck. Check out the blog. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. Thanks for all you do.